going to sing about joy because I've still got joy and I know y'all still got joy and that's what we're going to sing about. So I'm going to sing it through once and then into the energy that's in the room, feeling our feet on the ground, I invite you to join me in our opening statement. There is but one presence and one power in my life and in the universe. God the good, omnipotence. Everything that I need to know, to know about 
contemplative part of the service that's going to include a silent meditation and we've been going for three minutes I'm extending it bit by bit today will be three minutes and 30 seconds I know we can do it (laughs) before COVID I had more patients and we regularly did four four and a half in the room which is um, it's a big deal to have a room full of like at that point I guess it was like 75 or 100 people who could just hold still for that long, right? Um, and then COVID came, and every place had to sort of shorten our expectations. Um, but I think it's we're ready to, to go back to that slightly longer silence bit by bit. For those at home, again, um, I know that it's tempting to go off and do a, a chore or something, but this is truly your chance to share this moment with us and give yourself the gift of a full meditation. The song that we'll use to regulate our breath and take ourselves into this is a very old hymn, one of the ones that was in our old hymnal. Anybody remember the hymnal? Remember hymnals? Pepperidge Farm remembers hymnals. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's a super old song. We're having uh, our youngest team member sing it. This is Jen Gamble over here. And she's being assisted by um, another Jen. So there's, you'll see this this sort of beautiful connection of, yes, come into this. And um, just that process itself makes me very happy. Sweet Father, my 
We are blessed by our amazing worship arts team, yes? Yay! <laughs> so it is my uh, joy to uh, introduce our guest speaker this morning, uh, Reverend David MacArthur. Uh, he left his law practice to become an ordained unity minister and has led dynamic unity churches for more than 30 years. 
Reverend David also served as a director and trainer at the world-renowned HeartMath Institute. He has taught the transformative power of the heart to clergy from many different religions and denominations, from Unity's Silent Unity Prayer Ministry, its ministerial students, and hundreds of Unity ministers and throughout many different churches. David is the best-selling author of The Intelligent Heart and Your Spiritual Heart, and his new book, The Monk's Choice, has just been released. So watch for that. So please join me in a warm welcome for Reverend David MacArthur. Oh, let me just look at you for a minute. <laughs> it's so wonderful. And those, those of you online, what a, what a treat to be together and to be in this amazing spiritual community. Uh, and in what exists in our worlds today, years of pandemic and watching as an invasion takes place in Europe and we, we are connected closely to, to the people and the events unfolding there and watching the turmoil within our world as we meet the, the difficult challenges. And, and all that's in addition to the stuff we used to have to deal with, you know, family and jobs and healing. I got my healing thing going. You know, all, all those things. And yet here's a group of people that are taking that step to understand and to actualize that what is within each of us is greater than that which is out there. That we have the, the full capacity to meet those things with grace from a place of peace and with wisdom. And that's, I think, what, what brings us together. All the things that you were singing about so, so beautifully. Yes, that's what, that's what we're reaching for. It's certainly been something that has, has motivated my life for many years. And in unity, I found this beautiful understanding of our spiritual self and how we can make spiritual connection. And then I realized we weren't really very good at it. <laughs> that when, when things got tense and folks got in your face, love and wisdom were not our default mechanism. And so I, I was curious as to why. And in my search, eventually it took me to um, the Institute of Heart Math where I, I found some research that began to explain in its essence how we connect with the spiritual self quickly, powerfully, effectively, meaningfully. And that, that excited my heart. But spiritual connection is, is it's a vague thing. So what's it really look like? Well, let, let me share an experience. This, this happened to my, my son, Peter. 
Peter and his wife Julia live in LA and Julia came home from work one day and oh she was she was very excited she just got an offer to go from a temporary position into a full-time position this would fulfill the the financial goals that they had and then she got very upset and it seemed as though this opportunity was causing her a lot of anxiousness and and as peter listened as she began to explain yes this was a great financial opportunity but she was very aware why the position kept being open and that was because of the dysfunction in the division and uh you know was it a real opportunity or was it a, would she be stepping into something that was really abusive and unhealthy and that anguish as she wrestled with that decision uh patterns of anxiety that she had dealt with earlier in her life began to come up and of course peter sitting there here's a person he he loves with a great opportunity and she's in anguish and struggling and fortunately he knew the answer you see P- peter had joined my wife and i when we were uh at the, at hartmath and he had learned that okay what the science shows us is that when you're in that stress and anxiety that you have the capacity within minutes to completely transform the body so you aren't in stress anymore that you actually go from anxiety and frustration to a state of peace and and here is the thing that was one of the most exciting things for me when that happens you access a higher level of wisdom now hartmath explains that in biophysical terms but we know what it is we are connected with our spiritual self and that infinite wisdom we have access to that is personal to us to our lives to what is taking place right there that is available right there in the situation and so peter was all excited to help julia with this and then he remembered he had tried that before and they'd come to an understanding that peter could be her heart math coach or her husband but not both <laughs> and so he thought he had to do the that thing and uh and and he began to get very frustrated because she she was really in pain and anguish and ha- have you had someone in your life when they're in that struggle and that difficulty and you s- see them going through it and you, and you want to help but can't that feeling of powerlessness so as the anguish and the powerlessness impacted peter he recognized wait a minute i can't do anything for her but i can take care of me and so he went through the steps that he had learned starting with the simple act of connecting with his heart just bringing his attention touching the heart touch your heart for a moment just see how it just moves your attention right there suddenly your attention's not on what's going on up here is it it's right there it's right down here and then he knew how from that point to activate 
the heart. Now, the spiritual self is passive in our life until we call it forward. In activating the heart, we call that forward. And he was able to do that. And that, so we, he's sitting there, and within, a, within about a minute, he's not frustrated, and he's not feeling powerless anymore. He's feeling peace. Peace is one of the things that we experience in our spiritual connection. When we lose that connection, the frustration, the anxiety, the confusion is what we experience without it. He felt that peace, but there was something else. He knew what to do. He knew how to respond to Julia in her anxiety. What he did was go up to her and say, would it be okay if I held you? She looked around kind of surprised and after a moment said yes. And so he put his arms around his wife and just held her. And after a minute or two, there was a, a big sigh. And she said, thank you. And thank you for not saying anything. <laughs> that had been part of the guidance. So he knew. Now what happens is that seems like such a simple thing. But it's the experience of being connected or not. Now, the truth is we can't not connect with spirits. This is, it's omnipresent. It is everywhere through our beings. But we can lose conscious connection to where it is directing our consciousness, our perception, our understanding of life. That happens. And to reconnect and have these beautiful things, the answers, the knowing, the joy, the peace. The steps to get there are fairly simple, but they take intention. You see, there's a strange setup. Now, I don't know if you remember, maybe back when, uh, before you did the incarnating thing, you know, this soul and that on your infinite journey, and you said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go do that humanness thing. I'm going to explore the third dimension. I'm, I'm going to uh, get me one of those bodies and uh, get to play in that third dimension for a bit. Well, when you made that agreement, part of what was in taking on the body, you got the dynamic through which you could interpret the third dimension. And the body has that. It's called the brain. It's the interpreter. It's how you figure out what this data is that's coming to you from this third dimensional world that we live in. Okay? And that gives you capacity of a certain kind of intelligence. But it is not the intelligence that you had before you entered in and got the brain. It is not that level of wisdom of the spiritual self that is hanging out in this body. 
That's a different thing. That intelligence, that wisdom doesn't come through your brain. It comes through your heart. Let me share a, maybe a, another example of that shift from the head to the heart, from one domain of intelligence to a different domain of intelligence, from the way that we process and perceive the world when the brain is running our perception and how we process and respond to the world when our spirit is in charge. This, this was a very simple experience. Uh, and what I find is I love the simple experiences of life. If I can do those, the hard ones aren't that bad. If I can't do the simple ones, the hard ones are just beyond my reach. So I find that the practicing in the simple is, is of great value to me. And this was just family stuff. Uh, my wife and I lived in, our family was in Boulder Creek, California, where the HeartMath Institute is. We lived uh, off in a redwood forest with a long way out to the main highway. So the morning was our uh, young teens getting all ready for school, getting in the car and getting down to the bus. If anybody thinks that's simple, you have not had children. Okay, so there's all these things to be gotten together. There's homework and clothes and breakfast and, and what you're going to do afterwards. And get and so in order to speed that along and bring it into harmony, we used an affirmation every day. It was, hurry up or you'll miss the bus. <laughs> anybody here used affirmations? You know what happened. <laughs> yes, we, we, got, we were just, somebody forgot something. We got there, we get in the car, we drive down the road, we uh, pull up onto the highway, and there's no bus. And we thought, well, maybe it's late. We're looking up the highway, and it's not coming. And the way it is in, that, in the forest where we lived, you can't catch up with it. It's not possible in those roads so suddenly we're at this situation where okay the kids have finally done it we missed the bus I've got to get to work I can't drive them to school um, I was thinking about having them walk seemed like a, a good learning experience except it's eight miles to school and that wasn't going to work so I've, I found myself in a state where I was I'll say upset with the kids instead of admitting to angry and very frustrated. I did not have a good choice. I had no idea how to really resolve this that wouldn't create difficulty for some of us anyhow. And then I remembered, oh, <laughs> when, when I'm in this frustrated thing, I'm dumber. Now, that's one of the things I learned at HeartMath. You know, it's just the way your hormones work. Your head gets dumber when, you, when you're in that state. And I figured dumber was not a good place to respond from. 
So I went and did the, did the heart thing. Okay, it, it took me about a minute. I, you know, touch my heart, focus there, and then I activated the heart. Now, to activate the heart takes a heart feeling. Now, not all feelings. We have lots of feelings. Most of them are generated by the brain, not the heart. Okay, many of them make your situation worse. Okay, I was already in a couple of those. So I needed a feeling that is generated by the heart. One of those feelings is appreciation. Now, one of the things I could not appreciate at that point was my children. <laughs> Would not work. Okay, so, but I was sitting there on the side of the road in a redwood forest. In the morning, with that beautiful sunlight coming down through those gorgeous trees. I could look up and appreciate them. They weren't late for school. <laughs> and they were beautiful. And I could feel that. Now, I'd, I had to take and really focus a moment on the feeling. Because it's not the thought of appreciation. It's not what you're thinking about. I've had lots of thoughts about redwood trees. They do not cause my heart to change. What causes my heart to literally change its functioning is the feeling, the sincere, heartfelt feeling of appreciation. Think just for a moment right now. Someone or something that you really appreciate. Okay, just now, you know, there's the, there's the focus, the, the person or something that comes to mind. Okay, you can, you can feel that, and that's nice, but that's, that's a thought. Go into the feeling of appreciation. That sense of awe, gratitude, a kind of upwelling of energy within your heart that begins to fill it. Feeling appreciation, a beautiful feeling. That is the experience of your heart. Feeling, the heart feelings are a part of your heart. They aren't a side effect. They're a part of the dynamic of your heart. Okay. You remember... Somebody looking you deep in the eye and saying, I love you with all my head. <laughs> Doesn't work. Time to end that relationship. Why? Because this is, this is where we feel the feelings that are a part of the heart. Appreciation is one of the most powerful. And again and again, what happens is when someone is in the lab and all monitored up, or now you can get the monitors for yourself. When you go into that feeling, your heart changes. And in that change, your body system after system changes, your brain changes. 
the emotional processing within you changes. You go from anxiety or frustration to peace, just like you were singing about. Just like Peter experienced. And that's what I experienced there on that road. It took about a minute, touching the heart, feeling the appreciation, feeling it. And I felt peace, but something else happened. My awareness of the situation changed. We literally shift our perception because we are now seeing with what back in religious terms would be called the eyes of God, the mind of God. Okay, because your spiritual self is now directing your awareness. And so instead of children that didn't do what they were supposed to do, actually became aware of them in a different way. I became aware of them as upset, stressed, having a challenging day before them. You don't think it's challenging to be a teenager in school? Wow. That's one of my objections to reincarnation. They had a challenging day, and I could help with that because I knew how to deal with the conflict before me. And it was very simple. It wasn't simple when my brain was dealing with it because my brain was in its flight-or-flight attitude. But when my spirit saw it, it was quite simple. Take him to school. Okay? I could be late for work. I'm a very responsible individual. I've showed up on times lots of times. They're going to fire me. <laughs> the world does not collapse if I'm not on time. But it would make a difference to them. And so I turned to them and said, okay, let's take you to school, but let's do it in a way so you can have a good day. I'm going to put on some music. You can relax. We'll deal with the getting to the car on time when we get home tonight. But right now, relax and let's just have a nice drive to school. And we headed down the road and there were three people who felt in harmony and connected with themselves. The other way to go down the road was to not having made the shift and have three people upset toxifying their system and feeling resentful and not connected with each other. It's a different world. The spiritual terms for that are heaven and hell, but we don't need to go there. Spiritually connected. It's really quite simple. There is a feeling that causes the change. Now, the feeling I've been sharing with you is the feeling of appreciation, but I've also noticed this past week that I've gone to a different one, so I'd like, to, like for you to consider it because as I've, I've looked at the experiences of, of the invasion and the suffering of people there, there's another very powerful feeling of the heart that causes the heart to change its pattern. The heart changes its pattern, it changes the brain, it changes the body. We are spiritually connected. That feeling is compassion.
okay, you can't do anything about missiles and guns, but you can touch the world with your compassion. Okay, when your family members are upset or afraid, you can touch them with the power of compassion because we connect spiritually when we are in this state. What The term that Hartmath uses is the state of coherence. The change within the pattern of the heart from incoherence to coherence, from disorder to order, within the brain, from disorder to order, from incoherence to coherence. The scientific term is coherence. The spiritual term is connected, spiritually connected. So I, I'd invite you this week. I'm, I'm sure we'll all get a chance to practice. Spirit has never let me down. It's always brought plenty of frustration into everybody's life that I ever address. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's, there's going to be some show up. And we get to make that change. That choice. I choose compassion. I choose compassion. Say it with me. I choose compassion. Again, I choose compassion. Touch your heart and just feel that shift as, you, as we do this. I choose compassion. Remember, it's compassion that's deeply felt. I choose compassion. When we do this, it is not just us that moves from disharmony to harmony. It's the world around you. Because in spite of the data that comes in through this third-dimensional instrument, we are not separate. We are creating together for that choice that you make to create through compassion. Tony. 
If you enjoyed this Seattle Unity service, please hit the donate button so we can bring you even more uplifting music and messages. Your support keeps this community thriving. And please visit our website at seattleunity.org where you can find more information about all of our programs, classes, services, and events. Seattle Unity, celebrating, inspiring, and deepening our individual and collective spiritual journeys.